0: May our thoughts, words, and actions be holy and acceptable in your sight, O oh God, our Rock and our Redeemer. Mm-hmm. It's good to be in this space with you this morning. It's good to be with you who are on us, on with us online. I love Thanksgiving. It's such a beautiful holiday—a day when we gather with friends and family people that we haven't seen in a while. We share our favorite foods, we listen to each other's stories, we gather around a table together and just spend some time. There's always some nod to gratitude. A lot of times people will go around and list something they're grateful for. But from its very beginning, the very beginning of, of this tradition, Thanksgiving was more than just a casual opportunity to mention gratitude. It was more than just something that cursory happened, it, it was an opportunity to thank God for all that we have. Sort of the end of the harvest season and the coming together and the saying thank you God for another year. So we've gathered here this morning to offer up our of gratitude in song, word, and in the great thanksgiving of bread and a body and wine made blown. However, right now, if I'm honest, I'm a little distracted. I have a whole list of things to accomplish today before friends come over. I have to make the stuffing, I have to roll out the pie dough that I made last night and then fill it with pumpkin and get the turkey in the oven and get the stuffing done and make sure that everything gets together. So much goes into preparing this one meal. So many different hands coming together to make something happen. I started cooking on Monday for today, as I'm sure some of you have. Maybe you're at home watching this service while you put the turkey into the oven. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of effort. And so when we turn to the scriptures today and we hear Jesus. Jesus' words, I'm I'm struck by this particular phrase, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. I think of why it sticks out to me so much on this particular day is because we do work so hard for the food that perishes, especially today. We pull out all the stuff, we get everything done, we make the fanciest dishes we can, possible. And then with prices that are ever increasing, today's meal has required more money than ever before. Maybe you've experienced that at the grocery store. There's the searching through recipes, trying to recreate dishes from our childhood that we love. Maybe trying to make them a little bit, a little bit better. The amount of time it takes to prepare everything, going through it. Getting everything ready, checking off all the things on our list. We're doing kind of the opposite of what Jesus says. We are spending a lot of time on the food that perishes. So what about this food that endures for eternal life? This food that will take away all of our hunger and all of our thirst? How long do we spend tending, and caring for this, this is the question that I feel today in this morning's gospel. I ask myself if I spend the same amount of determined attention, careful planning, and focused effort on working for this eternal bread as I do on this one meal. If I'm truly honest with myself, I think I fall a little bit short. I spend more time on this perishable bread than the eternal bread, and I find myself asking the same questions as the disciples, Well, if I want to spend more time on this eternal bread, what is the eternal bread, and how do we work towards it? Jesus, of course, we just heard, answered simply, "I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I think this is a beautiful image of God. Rocks in human flesh is our eternal bread. The thing that we should be working towards, putting energy and effort to is the thing that also gives us life. The thing that sustains us. I love the image of bread here as we get ready to indulge in our favorite foods. Indulgent foods, not everyday things we eat, but elaborately prepared courses. Jesus says, that's not me. I'm the most basic of food stocks. I am the bread of life. I'm the thing that you need each and every day of your life. I'm not sort of reserved for special occasions, But there for you in the morning, in the midday, and at night, I am the bread of life. I am the sustenance that each of us need to continue every day. Not foie gras or truffles or caviar, but the bread we consume that sustains and bolsters us. And it is this bread, this everyday sustenance we should work towards, the food that we should prioritize. This is the bread we should come to with all of our hungers in first. Christ. Christ, the bread of life, is the one in whom we find life. I think the image is so simple because the action is so simple. and in it's simplicity. It makes it difficult to do because all it is is coming to the feet of Jesus, coming to this table, taking a moment to stop and to be in the presence of God wherever we are. Sort of our journey here on earth to be pointed towards this, towards Jesus, towards becoming more and more like the living bread we consume. As we frequently said, you are what you'll eat. And here, as we consume living bread, as we consume the bread of life, The journey should make us more like Christ each and every day. This is the completion of gratitude. Being grateful isn't just a feeling, some words that we say, not something just reserved for this one day out of 365 just for today, but real gratitude is an acknowledgement of our dependence on the bread of life. And it requires the continual striving to align ourselves more closely to that everyday holiness. So today, on this Thanksgiving, I invite us to consider how we give thanks, how we inhabit gratitude, how do we aim ourselves towards the bread of life and not to the bread of this world that perishes. The way we give thanks, not just with our words, but with our lives, our souls, and our bodies.